Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check us out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on the X over on Twitter and Tom Barton Sports at gmail.com. You want to get in touch with us. And Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube. Going to be putting up a uh, Super Bowl preview this week for those that are football fans. Go check me out over there. I could always use those, uh, those likes, those shares, and all that. So, look, in the Ivy Leagues, it's getting interesting, isn't it? It's getting really, really interesting. Let's talk about what we had. And coming up this week, we have separation games. Yeah, they have separation Sunday in the NFL or, you know, separation Saturday in college football. Well, this is, this is like separation week in the Ivy Leagues. really feels like that, right? So, let's go back and take a look at what we did watch happen uh, on Friday night. Brown beat Penn, and this was the first Friday, Saturday night, back-to-back games. Brown beat Penn 70-61. to And Brown, a team that hasn't been able to stop anybody, haven't been able to get some defense going, let up a huge second half against Dartmouth last week. Well, they learned their lesson. They gave up 35 points in the first half, and then they clamped down. Penn only scored 26, and I have to tell you, the disappointment of Penn is just, is just epic at this point. There were, and I've said this many times, because it's the publications out there. A lot of people believe, uh, not this show, but a lot of people believe that Penn was going to be one of the top four teams. A lot of, I heard a lot of chatter that maybe they could be representing the Ivies. I didn't particularly see it, but they are sitting there uh, and staring at last place in the Ivy after this loss. Brown defends their home turf. And like I said, it was kind of a, you know, a meeting of, of we had Cornell, Yale, and Princeton, and then all of a sudden everybody else was battling out for a second. Brown couldn't lose this game at home. They stay in this thing. Penn with just this. This is this one hurt. This one hurt. Uh, you look at Harvard. Harvard at home defends their home court. Mac eighteen points, eight assists, three steals, sixty-two fifty-nine. They allowed Columbia to score fifty uh, forty-one points in the first half, and then their defense again a problem with Harvard uh, has been defense all year. They only scored fifty-nine overall. Columbia eighteen second half points. They clamped down. They shut them down. Harvard. They also keep their hopes alive for that last spot. Now, I thought Columbia has been playing great all year, and I've said that. They came out of nowhere. They've been playing tough. They, but they have so many of these close, tough, tight losses. Uh, eventually, it's going to start to get to you. On the road, it was tough. But their defense, Harvard's defense, you got to give them all the credit in the world. 18 points in the second half is remarkable for another team like Brown that has struggled not only on defense all year, but in the second half all year. Tip your hat to what Harvard did there. Cornell had all sorts of problems. Look, Dartmouth can't score. They can't score. They can't score. I consistently talk about it outside of the second half against Brown. They could not get even into the 60s. They are hanging out in the 50s. They only put up 21 points in the first half. But Cornell let up 32 points in the second half. Cornell needed every last second of that game. This game was tied with like a minute to go. Cornell wins 56-53 as a huge favorite. They were a double-digit favorite here. 56-53, barely getting out alive. Cornell's offense just shut down in this game. They only hit 56. You could give me, well, Dartmouth had a lot of, uh, you know, 
a, a lot of give them a lot of credit for their defense. I'm not giving them credit for their defense. It was this was a Cornell look ahead game. We'll talk about what they were looking ahead to Saturday, but they do get out alive, and you got to give them credit for getting out alive. 56-53. It's not pretty. It's not nice, but it's on the road in a game where you only scored 56 points. You're an offensive laden team. You only scored 56, and you came out with the win. So you give credit to Dartmouth there. And then the premier matchup that we were all talking about. Princeton at one time was undefeated. Princeton had us thinking, wow, are they a top 25 team? They lost a couple of games in a row here. They go to Yale to reestablish themselves. Yale had a rough start at the beginning of the season. Myself included. Everybody thought that they were the most talented team and they should win this game. Well, led by Wolf, 21 points, 12 rebounds. They win this game 70 to 64. They put up 40 points on Princeton and Princeton has defensive problems as well. 40 points in the second half in this game. Yale, uh, for those that, that were looking to cover the number, they were only a three-point favorite. They cover the number. And this, this was an onslaught late. This game was another one in doubt. Really in that game, they were in doubt. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and you go, okay, Yale is that team. And now you look at Yale and you look at what they did on Saturday. They took on Penn. Penn falls to one and five. Yale is now six and nine. Yale is undefeated in Ivy League play. They win 74-58. Wolf again leads the way. So talk about uh, anybody that you want on Yale. Wolf had a weekend, 24 points, 12 rebounds. They put up 40 points in the second half again. Two games in a row, Yale put up 40 points in the second half. They're turning it on. Their offense is getting good. And they're beating teams that not only are they supposed to be beating, they are flexing their muscles. Yale is the best team in this conference uh, with a 6-0 record right now. Penn, they're in all kinds of trouble which leads us to Princeton. Princeton was having some issues. Princeton was supposed to beat Brown. Princeton was like an eight-and-a-half-point favor or so. They win 70-60. to 60. They put up 40 points in the second half on the road against Brown. Brown falls to two and four in the Ivies. Brown's having problems defensively. But Princeton didn't put up a huge number. They did what they had to do. They got their little 10-point win. Nice, gets them back on track. Boom. And I don't want to downplay it saying a little 10-point win, but clearly their minds were elsewhere in the first half where they only had a two-point and then they said, okay, forget about what happened last night. Let's reestablish ourselves. Columbia with a nice win on the road against Dartmouth. Dartmouth, again, doesn't even score into the 60s. It was a fluke. That one game in the half, it looks like they can't even get to the 60s. Uh, Columbia wins 72-56. Dartmouth, again, only scores 56 points. They are 1-5 in the Ivies as well. And Cornell takes on Harvard. And I said Cornell might have been looking ahead because, look, Harvard is a team that you're going on the road, you're taking them on, people are doubting you, you've got to flex your muscles. Well, Cornell did exactly that in the second half. We talked about scoring 40. Well, Harvard scored 41 in the second half. They looked good. They had to feel good about themselves. But Cornell scored 51 points en route to an 89-76 win. Cornell, for whatever reason, was only a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite there. Um, they are still not getting credit for being the class of this conference. So that's it. I mean, look, after that weekend, Yale and Cornell are 6-0. and oh. That is just absolutely running away with this thing. Princeton is two back now at four and two with loss against Yale. So it seems even further. They're still in a position to get that number three spot. And then that number one spot's going to be interesting because the fours are still battling. Harvard's two and four. Dartmouth's one and five. Columbia's two and four. Brown's two and four. Penn is one and five heading into this weekend's play. Now, there's not a Friday, Saturday night this weekend. It's just going to be a Saturday. Uh, the day before the Super Bowl as we get going. Harvard back at home again. They'll take on Dartmouth. Here we go. This is that separation game that we are talking about at the top. This is Harvard having to separate. 
If you're the Harvard Crimson, you're two and four. The season is not going where you want at 11 and eight, but you know what's in front of you. Get into the tournament and you could create some noise. Get into the tournament and things can go your way. They are in a fight with Dartmouth, Columbia, Brown, and Penn. Well, Dartmouth is going to be in their house. Columbia takes on Brown. So at the end of the day, Harvard wins this game. If they win this game against Dartmouth, who cannot score, and we watched Dartmouth's defense look good at least one of the two games last weekend, Harvard wins this game. They're suddenly, seemingly, in the catbird seat to be that last team. Harvard, I expect to win the game. Dartmouth simply can't score. I don't see Dartmouth getting to 60 points again. Uh, I think Harvard is going to start establishing themselves as maybe that fourth team like I thought they would before the season began. I mentioned Penn. Penn's one and five. Well, they're on the road against Princeton. That's why I think that they're going to fall to two and six. The same thing with Dartmouth gives Harvard that extra edge. I'm sorry, one and six instead of the, the two wins. Princeton has to win this game and have to win it emphatically. I think the Princeton line should be set at like 15 in this game and they should crush it. Princeton had a rough week and they've had, they've fallen back a little bit after their start. They now know, look, we have an outside shot and it's probably not a good shot to take over first place. Um, but we we want to still establish ourselves. We want to be there. They have to win this game. You got to be at home. You got to win this game at home. Brown takes on Columbia. One of these teams is going to be in, in what I said, the catbird seat for Harvard, potentially the catbird seat. One of these teams is going to be three and four. Brown has defensive issues. Columbia's played above their head, but Columbia's lost very close games. I think there's going to be another close game. Now, unfortunately for Columbia, I continue to see them lose close games. This could be the game that they steal, though. And if Columbia steals this game, they could be interesting. And I've talked about them a lot. I worry about Brown's defense. I worry about Brown's second-half defense and what they can produce in this game. I'm going to lean with Columbia in a game that I think should be about a pick em. Maybe Brown's a two-, three-point favorite. I think that's where Vegas will set the line, and I can't touch this. I'm not going anywhere near this. It's just an interesting game to watch from the Ivy League perspective. And then we have the game of the year. It's going to be the game of the year no, almost no matter what until we get the playoffs. The two powerhouses matching up with unblemished records. Cornell travels to Yale. It's a game that Yale will be favored in. They're at home. It's a game that Yale will be favored in because in the preseason, they were supposed to be the better team. It's a game that Yale will be favored in because the national media and Vegas, which means the public, all look at Yale as the elite team in this conference. But I am not counting Cornell out. I think Cornell has the offense to frustrate Yale in this spot. I, I, I do believe that the line is probably going to be an unplayable number. I think Yale will probably be favored by uh, maybe four or five. And in this unbeaten battle, you don't want to go, go close to that. I think it's going to be a close up and down game. Yale should win this game. They are playing at their top level right now. Yale's playing the best basketball they have all year. They are at home. They should win this game. But we have watched when teams score on Yale, they get frustrated. They when they Look, holding Penn to 58, Princeton to 64, Harvard to 65, Dartmouth to 51. Yeah, you're going to win those games, and you're not going to have any worry about it, right? You're not going to worry when you're holding those teams down. Their losses... Gonzaga put up 86. Close game against Loyola where they put up 80. Weber State put up 75. Overtime game against Gardner one, uh, Webb, they went into the 70s. Rhode Island in a loss put up 76. Um, Fairfield in a loss put up 75. Kansas in a loss put up 75. O OT because Howard put up 78. They don't like that fast pace. They don't like that, those scoring teams. They have to rely on their defense, which brings me to Cornell. Cornell's going to want to run this floor, right? And now they have not been scoring like they had. They were on a streak where it was 95, 90, 91, 81, 98, uh, you know, 84, 105, 83. 
Dartmouth held them to 56. I know it was a slowed down game to look at. Now, they did put up 89 against Harvard. This is one of those games where you've got to dare yell to beat them. I think that it's going to be back and forth. Cornell has to go out there and they have to say, look, in order, to, in order for you to beat me, you got to score 100. And you might need all 100 to beat them. Cornell has to dictate the pace because if they get into a lower scoring game, that's when Cornell has problems, right? They struggled against Fordham, who held them to only 78 points. They struggled in games against Lafayette, barely won that game at Lafayette. A terrible team held them to under 80. They lost against Syracuse that held this team to only 70 points. They lost uh, against Baylor, who held them to under 80 points. Um, You look at, at, you know, the game against uh, Dartmouth held to 56 points in a tight game. So it's a contrast of styles. I think that Cornell has the ability, at least in this spot, to dictate the pace. And if they dictate the pace like I think that they can and they have the ability to do, I think we could see an outcome that could surprise many. I don't believe that they should be completely overlooked, but I think that they are being overlooked. I think Cornell has a good chance to win. I expect Yale to win. Don't be shocked. A lot of good games in this separation Super Bowl weekend. That's going to do it for me, guys. Make sure you check me out at Tom Barton Sports. I have huge Super Bowl stuff going on at Tom Barton Sports. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. I love to interact with you guys. And enjoy your Ivy League weekend separation weekend. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a very good day, everybody. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.